Hi, and welcome to People Keep Dying, where we keep talking about them people who keep on dying. We're not, <laughs> never going to get this right. What are you talking about? I do such a good talk. <laughs> this is why I said, I think, I feel like we should just write it down. No, it should be freestyle every single time so that eventually, if people listen to us, they'll be very confused and they'll listen to it and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, guys, this is the podcast. Talk about people who die. Where we talk about how people people who die, but in all sorts of in, different manners mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. So today I'm going to talk about the death of Taylor Mitchell. And I won't tell you how she dies. <gasps> it's a mystery? Until you'll, fi- you'll figure it out. But you're going to get very suspicious in the beginning. Mm. So she's local-ish. She was born Taylor Josephine Stephanie Lucio on August 27th, 1990. And she was a country folk singer and songwriter from Toronto. Damn, that's a real long name, though. Mm -hmm. That's why it was shortened down to Taylor Mitchell for her country, you know, debut or whatever. Or a stage name, I guess. Mm -hmm. So she was fairly popular. Her debut and only album, Because She Dies was called For Your Consideration, and it received encouraging reviews and airplay. Was this like a stalker situation? Well, you'll see. Oh, okay. Sort of a stalker situation, but different than you're thinking Oh my God, my brain's already like, let's solve the crime before you even know what the crime is. You're not going to suspect it until it comes to it. Oh my God, is it an owl? Oh my God, did you find the owl death? Because I searched. (laughs) And when I searched, okay, sorry. So the CD was released on March 2009 and she was on a Maritime Provinces tour beginning October 23rd, 2009, which is when around the time she dies. Okay. Her last performance was in Lucasville, Halifax, two days before her scheduled concert in Sydney. Australia? I think it's Halifax because it was a Maritime Provinces tour. So there must be a Sydney Halifax is what I'm assuming. Or maybe yeah. Nova Scotia. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't know. Sydney. So, yeah. So Sydney somewhere in... <laughs> Sydney, the, Canada. Sydney, Canada. A few days before embarking on her tour, she was nominated for a Canadian Folk Music Award as Young Performer of the Year. And now we're going to get to the day she died. Okay. So, Fest, that was her brief life history. Well, I mean, like, she was a country singer who released her first album and then she died so shortly after that, yeah. you know, there wasn't... A, she was so young when she died. She was... What, let's see. Oh, when did she die? 20? 2009. So she was 19 when she what? died. Yeah. Damn. Real young. What a little baby. As you know, I was in college in 2009. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point, I finally changed to my music degree, but I changed my major like five times. That's crazy. So. And you settled, and that, you settled on a music degree. Well, and, and now I don't, we do podcasting. And I don't play a mu- musical instrument. No. Nope. I don't produce. I have a music industry study. She doesn't even degree. edit the podcast. Nope. She has the degree for the editing on the podcast. And I don't and do, I it do it. Because I don't remember. With my anything. accounting degree. Do you want to know what's really weird? When I was growing up, I loved math. I loved numbers. Anything with numbers. I still do. I'm still really good with it. And mm-hmm. I think it's just because I, I that was my talent when I was younger was memorizing everything. Yeah. Um, and I hated biology and anatomy. And now that I'm older, it's just like, I want to know biology and anatomy. I want to yeah, know yeah, like, yeah. why things work. But you couldn't pay me money to care about nucleuses of cells no. or anything science related when I was younger. But and now 
Yeah. Now I love it. I watch fucking documentaries and I'm just like, fuck man, if I, if I would have, if someone would have just sat me down, if my mom would have just sat me down in front of <laughs> a documentary Neil instead of like, Tyson. yeah, like anything I would have, I, I honestly believe I definitely would have pursued something a little bit more science related yeah. for sure. It's just so cool. I do. So cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wrap right. it up as we were. So on the afternoon of October 27th, Taylor went to Cape Breton Highlands National Park for a hike. Okay. Oh, shit. Alone. Oh, my God. Is there a bear attack? <clears throat> oh, my gosh. This was not out of character for her as she was an environmentalist and enjoyed nature walks. Okay. At around 2.45 p.m., an American couple, Mike and Gail, came the oppos- in the opposite direction and passed Taylor on the Skyline Trail in Petit Etang, which is the trail that she was on. I'm getting like really strong visuals for a movie. I don't think a ma- movie was made about this. No, but I'm just, I'm getting real strong visuals from a movie. Uh, and I can't even think of what the fucking movie is. So I don't know why I brought it up. Never mind. So she was seen doubling back after a short time on the trail and was seen coming back down the access road towards her car. Like as if she got spooked or something. Right. So she was scared or was she just like walking back she, to her car? Like she, they saw her going into the trail and then all of a sudden just double back and then come back towards the car. Was she, but was she walking? Park. She was walking. Faster though? Like, or was she I just, mean. Oh, okay. But she may have just forgotten something. We'll just hold our judgment. I'm not suspicious. At 302. Mike and Gail were on the access road heading to their car. How did they know it was 302? Um, um, they must have, that must have they been must have very specific. looked at like their watch or yeah, something. That's but crazy. Th- this specific thing was because they took a picture at that time. Okay. They, they were heading to their car when they passed by two coyotes going the opposite direction of them. And one of the hikers that day took a photo of one of the coyotes before heading to the car park, which is probably why they got like the timestamp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So six minutes later, Mike and Gail heard what they thought was either animals howling or a young woman screaming in the distance. Okay, so sidebar. I just had my dog get treated uh, for a skunk attack and she got groomed. And as I was sitting on the booth, listen, like waiting for my dog mm-hmm. to get bathed, she was making some noises that literally sounded like there was a woman. That's probably what it sounded like. Yeah. Being murdered. And so, yeah, I've, you can, you can, I can see see. how they would not be able to differentiate because only now that I've heard Heard an animal make a noise similar to that kind of sound because it was upsetting. So they reported this incident in a telephone box in the car park. Because regardless if it's an animal or a person, let's not risk it, right? So they did the right thing. A group of four hikers arrived in the car park where they heard about the possible screams from Mike and Gail. So it just seems like they met up at the car park with these other hikers and then were like, I heard a scream. So, so I don't like, want to go in. A bunch of people maybe conjoined there and then they were like, oh yeah, I also heard that scream. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think after that they left and then at that point, after walking on the access road for several minutes, the four hikers came across some keys a small knife, as well as a, fir- a few personal items scattered around. Where is this going? 
I don't know. I don't know if she got attacked by animals. I don't know if she got, if she just like sort of stumbled and fell, if she got chased. Uh, I don't know if the boyfriend did it. We don't even know if she has a boyfriend. Well, she was by herself. Yeah, but we don't know that the boyfriend wasn't stalking her. So like, I mean, she was she was from Toronto and she was doing like a oh right because this is like a famous person too, kind of. Well, I mean, yeah, and then she was like in the Halifax area, so I don't know where Halifax is, dude. So when they reached the clearing of the head of the trail, they saw torn clothing covered in blood, as well as a large amount of blood on the ground. So she, at this point, you know something's definitely yeah. not right yeah this picture it's yeah. it's definitely not it was, it was a human scream yeah you it have wasn't a an animal more, you have a little bit more reason to believe that it was a human yeah scream. and a washroom on the clearing had blood on the door like they're trying okay. to get away from something okay yeah so what do you think it is at this point <laughs> uh i'm hoping that it was an owl attack and because you just want because you, you want to hear about the owl yes attack. because i just I'm so in. I just the owl it would just theory. Be so amazing. Yeah. Um. I think something attacked her, and but I think it was like an animal. Okay. I think it's an animal attack. Okay. So at three twenty-five, the hikers found Taylor lying nearby among the trees with a coyote standing by her. After repeated charging by the hikers, the coyote finally moved away from her. Taylor was conscious and able to speak to the hikers. So at that point, the coyote stayed nearby and was growling and seemed pretty unafraid of like the four hikers and this girl That's was laying crazy. on the ground. And it, they did, the coyote didn't leave until an RCMP officer came and fired a shotgun at it. Is that typical behavior for coyotes? No, they don't usually they usually like they'd be intimidated right it's usually one it's pretty comparatively to, to our pack because yeah it, it's not like it it had one it pegged one off that's fine but i mean like four people trying yeah. to get it away it's, from it when its pack showed up uh that that coyote should have been like Whoa. nah but no not until the rcmp officer was like i'll shoot you and then shot the gun and scared it that's crazy yeah that's some that's some rabies type behavior so Taylor was bitten all over her body with serious, particularly serious injuries on her legs and head. Plot twist. The boyfriend that probably doesn't exist rubbed her down with like some coyote, uh, not repellent. What's the attractant? Yeah. And is it is that like a smell of like a dog? I don't know. You all, like all you ever hear about is like piss? I have no idea. chickens. Coyotes yeah. eat chicken. Coyotes yeah. eat any animals. They're yeah, like they'll do anything. Yeah, but like maybe it was like female musk or something that they he. I, I mean, he, I'm, he I'm traveled trying, all the way I'm across. Trying to have some like boyfriend sinister plot, uh, but this is so. Okay. He traveled across the country. This theoretical boyfriend just to kill her off at a hiking trip yeah you always kill them when they're hiking because you yeah. can get away with it in the afternoon where there's probably people around. it was probably a domesticated coyote mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry it was trained this is, i'm just so insensitive i apologize <laughs> to the family to the mitchell family I well she, her mom does speak towards the end so yeah. okay well she was taken we'll to see. sacred heart community health center in cheddar camp but I guess it wasn't in, like they weren't equipped for it because she was airlifted to Queen Elizabeth II's Health Science Center. She Where was is in, that? I'm going to guess Canada. in Nova 
I want to say Nova Scotia for some reason, but I don't think well, that it's still, even we're near s- yeah. Nova we're, Scotia. It's Where is Halifax? Wherever Sydney is. Because like, her yeah, next performance we- was in Sydney. <laughs> Wait, hold on. But we're still like Sydney, Canada. Because she wasn't Cape Breton Highlands National Park. And so over that is. Where the fuck is Cape Breton? I want to say Nova Scotia. I'm going to stick through Nova. I don't even know where Nova Scotia is, but I'm going to stick by Nova Scotia. Anyway, sorry. Continue. So she was in critical condition and did not recover from the attack due to extreme blood loss. So she died. Oh, no. The coyote got her. Wiley Coyote at it again. This is going to be, it's going to get kind of more interesting. Well, not, I don't know. Is there like a plot twist? Like in the end, I'll tell you something really interesting about coyote attacks. So it was speculated that Taylor may have made contact with the coyotes by attempting to feed them or disturbing a den of young coyote. Oh, you dumb bitch. Well, who knows, right? It's just a speculation. Sorry. Brent Patterson, an environmental and life science professor, commented after seeing the photo of that the hiker took of the two male coyotes. In the photo, they exhibited an extraordinary lack of fear. And with one displaying what verge on dominant attitude towards humans. So this he, was he got that from a photo yeah, of so two coyotes I feel just like, walking down the pathway. You know, that sounds really weird. I mean, there must be like facial expressions or something weird about coyotes that I facial don't know. expressions with a fucking dog, unless it was like growling its teeth, which I well, I mean, like, the fact out. that the coyote was, got so close and didn't, like, move away. Like, you try to take yeah, a picture but, of your own dog and they won't, yeah, like, we're talking around. about a photo that people took of two coyotes versus... Because it wasn't the same coyote. It was. No, because it They'll was... They'll figure it out later. That's what I'm going to get to. <laughs> but he, they took a... They took a picture of the two uh, the two okay, hikers so who were hiking. Took a picture of the coyotes, which is why I was able to tell you but, at the exact time. But there was multiple coyotes. There were multiple okay. coyotes. So. Okay. Um, and then the, the guy is an environmental and life okay, well, science that professor. Makes, that makes a little and so, bit more yeah, sense like, as I, to why. It's like when you connect the dots of like you see the picture, you think like, oh, that's that coyote seems kind of like an asshole. And then when you find out him later, yeah. It's not even so much that. I was more thinking like that solo coyote was being super aggressive, but he also had his pack relatively nearby. So that... I no longer am thinking rabies. <laughs> so other explanations for the attack were that the coyotes may have been rabid, like rabies, wolf crosses, protecting a carcass, immature or starving. I was also thinking starving. Yeah. And maybe they got really aggressive. Um, and maybe they didn't they have enough for small dogs to go eat. But but I imagine that the photos would have shown if they were starving, starving. or not. Yeah. Starving wolves. Other experts have stated that Taylor may have inadvertently provoked a predation, uh, predation behavior by running away. Because yeah. that's what you do when you see a coyote that looks really aggressive towards you. But they you. didn't say that she ran away unless unless it was after the car incident. And maybe she ran. Maybe because she, it seemed like because after like reading it a couple of times, I think what happened was uh, like she passed by the hikers who were walking towards the car park. And then um, she must have, it must have looked like from 
all the stuff that she lost that she must have turned around and that's how they realized that she turned around and walked back to the yeah. car park like she was escaping something yeah right where she and like so, she was like walking up and then she ran into yeah because the other hikers the american hikers would have definitely seen her if she had turned around a little earlier or something yeah so it must have seemed like she she must have passed them for a while hmm. and then coyotes started following her and so she turned around so other experts oh yeah oh, sorry they thought that like when she ran away a coyote might have also been behind her yeah when, I was it, gonna, when she ran into the oncoming one so she was kind i was of, gonna i was gonna ask how they hunt yeah like how coyotes hunt well i think these ones seemed a lot smarter because they came on both sides so she can't escape yeah they flanked her mm-hmm they velociraptored that shit. So wardens searched the area for five or six coyotes who were believed to be living in the vicinity. When did they kill the coyotes? Taylor's mom stated that her daughter would never have wanted the coyotes to be put down because mm. she is an environmentalist and sounds like, you know, she was like one with nature and stuff. Yeah. She said, we take, we take a calculated risk when spending time in nature's fold. It's the wildlife's terrain. When a decision has been made, to kill the pack of coyotes i clearly hear taylor's voice saying please don't this is their space she wouldn't have wanted their demise especially as a result of her own because she seemed like she genuinely Poor harambe doesn't it make you think of harambe mm, well these coyotes die anyway so it doesn't matter what she fucking said because <gasps> no. that's the law after an animal kills a person you have to kill them that's unfortunately. Is it, is it because of the belief that once they have human, yeah. like the taste for human blood, they'll yeah. always want it? I mean, or like because they've done it before, they're more prone to do it again, even though I don't, I'm not a biologist or worse. life science or zoologist or whatever, so I don't really know. Hours after the incident, a warden killed a female coyote that was acting aggressively. Although that guy fucking. Can't, is she a bitch yeah she's a bitch that bitch could have been fucking protecting her little cub so who knows why she was acting aggressively yeah we don't know what's going on over there but these there there are three other animals that were killed within a kilometer of the trail after being caught in a leg hole trap because it sounds like those traps were placed and then they ran into the traps and they died in the traps okay before a large male weighing 42 pounds was similarly dispatched five kilometers away on November 14th. The three caught were linked to the attack on Taylor. So they actually did catch the right ones uh-huh. by her blood on their coats and other forensic evidence. But I feel like if they have her blood on their yeah. fur, yeah. Under the claws, it would yeah. definitely be under the claws and in the mouth. and They had the bite marks and stuff. They probably killed them, chopped open the stomach founder meat what's well, yeah because it's very recent mm-hmm. the large male coyote was found to have been the dominant lead coyote photographed in the picture by the hiker and the one standing over taylor's body when she was found so it was the same coyote wow so pellets were found in his coat that matched the shotgun and that's how they knew for sure that was a coyote protecting her body as well as the one in the picture so because i was trying to figure out like how would you know that but yeah yeah in mid-November, a coyote... Also just the photo. Well, yeah. I mean. But I mean, like, if, if she's an RCMP officer who doesn't really have a lot of, like, knowledge about coyotes and children, yeah. like, is this a coyote you've seen? Like, <laughs> we can't even tell people apart most of the time. How the fuck are we supposed to be able to yeah. tell coyotes so far? <laughs> just a coyote? This looks like my dog. Yeah. 
So in mid-November, a coyote came behind a couple walking into the park so closely that the man had to hit the coyote in the head with his walking stick. So it seems like that area just was... It was probably a situation where like there were little puppies yeah. that just sort of like grew up around humans. Yeah, because they're just maybe, so used to it. Maybe where it's just like a little domesticated or maybe it was just a situation where they traveled into a situation in the... I don't, Who knows? I don't, again, I don't know uh, coyote mentality when it comes to humans and how often any of that happens, but I'm sure you'll tell me. Well, this is the last oh, okay. little bit I have. So Taylor's death is the only known fatal coyote attack in the world. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. And it's as an adult, sorry, as an adult. Because as a child, of course, you're more likely to be prey. And it's also the only known fatal coyote attack on a human at all in Canada. Does Canada have a lot of coyotes? Apparently, there is. Like, I was looking up coyote sightings or attacks, and there was one in Thornhill, Ontario as well recently so i mean how do you tell it coyotes are everywhere a coyote and a wolf well i think coyotes are like smaller yours are much smaller more yeah smaller they're probably a little bit more ragged look more like a skinny i think they're, they're faster shepherd. too German yeah shepherd versus a gigantic husky but thanks for uh, thanks for that that was I was like, I definitely got an animal feel. It's unfortunate that she was the first one. You know, you don't, you never want to be the first one to die a certain way. Cause you're always like, you don't have fear. Like I've never been afraid of coyotes. Cause they usually just pick on like small animals and stuff. You're not yeah. usually like that coyote is going to try to eat my face. And now I'm going to feel like that every time to be the first person in 2018 to be eaten by an animal. Well, it was 2000 and uh, 2009. Yeah, but still, to be the first person ago. in 2000, anything. Yeah. To die a certain way. To die, to be the first to die a certain way of an animal. Like, that's... Yeah, because like it's not like a, like people start just started hiking you, for the first time yeah, or something. Yeah, you would think... I would think that... Because coy- coyotes are not an unpopular animal. I would think that coyote... Kai- coyotes attacked humans it would be a more popular thing yeah they'd, they'd be found significantly um they would basically be extinct at this point if coyotes actually killed people and coyotes are like dingoes right like dingos, i think they're pretty small yeah dingoes are like the australian coyote yeah and coyotes usually just pick on like i know my friend told me that her chihuahua got you know picked yeah, up by coyotes on, yeah. usually i think miley cyrus's dog did i know that's like a weird pop culture reference but i think her dog got picked up by coyote as well definitely digging think still thinking that there are some rabies involved yeah um because i'm still like it's weird that they were that they were so aggressive with so many that the one was so aggressive with so many more around him. yeah I can understand picking off the one because that's what they do. Like a solo person. But then like with four and still being super like, you know what? Fuck you. Until a fucking cop shows up. Because I'm sure that wasn't a small amount of time. It was. Well, actually, no, it wasn't pre-cell phone. Yeah. 2009 was pretty recent. So like when when I read it, I was just like super, super surprised by it. Because I've never had like a fear of coyotes. Now I do. So now I, I think with this podcast... I just have a fear of animals. I'm going to have, a, like, a lot more fears. I'm pretty sure, like, there's a lot of people who die of, like, chickens. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> lots of farmers have died to, you know, rogue roosters and chickens yeah. getting all fucking crazy. And I already hate um, fish, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to find one where a fish attacks, sucks, sucks someone to death. 
<laughs> or they like got hit and like got knocked out of their boat and then drowned. <laughs> that would probably happen a lot. A squid attack. I don't. I think squid attacks would be a lot harder to prove, though. No, that I'm was sure like there'd be uh, no shortage of any sort of animal attacks. It's just it has to be documented. Yeah, I think the Bermuda Triangle like explanation when it's just a giant like octopus or squid who like killed all the people and then that's why all the ships come back oh man okay so i like going first because then i don't have to do anything else uh i'm really happy that you went first uh this week because um people may not like my story uh and so if they don't want to listen to it they can just shut off here because isn't that the case for like any story we do? People may not like here's, either of our stories. Here's the thing. When I was driving over here, I, all I was thinking was is like, you know, Angela does like some like murder story or whatever. And you always come in with some fucking like ancient war crap. But people love that. And that's why it works out because yes. we have different stories. So we're coming in with another history lesson today. Um, and I... I hope you enjoy it. People, people die. Obviously, it's I'd hope so. History. Yeah. Well, everyone in this story is definitely dead. Oh, everyone in this story is definitely <laughs> dead for sure. And then, the, not only that, their children are dead, and the countries don't even exist anymore. Oh, that's man. that's whole so they didn't pull like some Moses shit and live for like six hundred years is, or whatever. This is no. They most certainly didn't live six hundred years. Uh, so I'm going to talk to you about. The Romans versus the Persians and the crazy end to a 700 year war. Is this going to be like 300? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. No. no not even a little bit. No. Okay. Gerard Butler isn't going to come out. No, Gerard Butler isn't coming into this podcast. Okay, so. The key to Rome's wealth was their holdings in the Middle East. And in that region, they had a bitter rivalry with some other great power in the region. Persia. Uh, Persia was also once known as the Parthian Empire and was later taken over by the Sassanid dynasty. Um, This story that I'm going to talk to you about isn't how the rivalry started, but how it ended in a mind-boggling, spectacular form. Wait, so what's Persia now? Persia. Is it still called Persia now? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Persia's Persia. I didn't, I didn't know Persia was still a country. I don't know. That's weird. Oh, Iran. Oh, see, yeah, because my friend's um, Iranian, but she speaks Persian, so I didn't know if Persia. Yeah, it's was like still Persia a... slash Iran. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Iran is known as per- also known as Persia officially in the Islamic uh, Republic of. Yeah. Iran. Okay. Right. So, but this is okay. It kind of makes a little bit. That makes a little bit of sense because that comes to play later. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, so around 600 AD, the Roman empire, as we know it is, is long gone. So what we remember of the Roman empire, all the old mythology, there's no mythical gods anymore. No, that's gone. Um, and the empire has been split into two pieces. So there's the Eastern and the Western half with, Mm -hmm. uh, the Western half falling again, um, in the 400. So the Roman empire fell and then the Western half uh, they, they also fell, mm-hmm. but the Eastern half had its capital, uh, which is now known as Istanbul, mm-hmm. uh, but was referred to as Byzantium, Byz, the Byzantine empire. Yeah. 
and despite the split, they then they still thought. <laughs> wow. And despite the split, they still thought of themselves as Romans. They were Christian. They were quite wealthy, uh, but they didn't have a very strong military. Um, and the Persians under the Sassanid dynasty, Mm -hmm. uh, they were enjoying something of like a little golden age. Mm -hmm. Uh, and their main religion at the time was the Zoroastrianism, the Zoroastrianism. And it's still around. Uh, which was a little fascinating religion that is mostly forgotten. It's gone. Come on. It's gone. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving that in. Don't cut that out. Um, in five in 590, the Persian king Khosrow II was overthrown by an ambitious general, and Khosrow uh, fled from the Byzantine Empire. The Byzantine Empire, sorry. There were, I like looked up Google pronunciation of how to pronounce that because I, I didn't I've know. Heard the and yeah. I've heard they were like Byzantine, and then in the comments, people were like, "This is wrong. How could they post this? It's." pronounce you're not supposed to pronounce the y as a y you're supposed to pronounce the y as an i and i was just like byzantine yeah i've byzantine. heard it like <laughs> byzantine i've heard it as byzantine yeah. in like history channel stuff but there's a, apparently in one part of the world they say byzantine even in another part of the world they say byzantine doesn't it doesn't matter how you fucking say it potato potato um la, la, la. so uh Khosrow fled to the west to ask the the byzantine empire for help and the emperor, uh, Maurice, seeing an opportunity for a long-term peace, he uh, used his army to help Khosrow regain his throne. They became really good friends. Khosrow even married Maurice's daughter, Miriam, who later would become Queen Shireen. And for the first time, the two empires were united by blood. But unfortunately, that peace wouldn't last. I wonder why she had to change her name. All, ki- all kings and queens changed their name. Really? Yeah. Uh, like Queen Elizabeth, I believe, is the first queen, like the first monarch in a while or possibly ever uh, to actually keep her name Elizabeth. And it was a really big thing um, because when they asked her to change her name, mm-hmm. she was like, what's no. wrong with my name? Oh. Okay. So what were we talking about here? Okay. So you got to Maurice, and okay, I was asking yeah. about the changing of the name. The Queen Shireen. Yeah. Okay. So for the first time, the two for the first time ever, the two empires were united by blood, but unfortunately, it wouldn't last. Mm-hmm. They never last. Because you see, Maurice's empire. Sorry, sorry, microphone. Because you see, Maurice's empire had fought many wars for many years. Because it was the fucking 500s. That's all anyone ever did. What else are you going to do? Yeah, like, war just raged on and on and on and on. Which we would, I mean, people in our side of the world wouldn't know what that's like, really. Yeah, whereas. To to this degree. To live in a 700-year war, like, no, we have no idea. Um, So they they were broke. They were Mm -hmm. poor as shit. So he cut back a whole bunch of ways to start saving money, and he kind of cheaped out on paying his soldiers, which obviously pissed off the soldiers. And if you're fighting in war, what's the number one thing you want to make sure you're paying? The people fight in your war. So the soldiers, they rose up in mutiny, and then one rebel soldier named Focus, Focas, killed Maurice and declared himself the new emperor. So it was like... Is that uh, how it works? You kill someone? Oh, yeah. Back in the day, you just fucking, you, you take what's yours. Kill it. I mean, he just got up there and declared Does himself. Does his wife the new become emperor. his as well? 
I mean, I don't know what happened to Queen Shireen. Isn't aren't women property still at this point? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Cosro declaring the outrage over the death of his beloved father-in-law, um, but really he was just seeing it as an opportunity to gain ter- territory by a weakened empire. So he was like, "Oh, my poor father-in-law, I have mm-hmm. to avenge this." Sure. Uh, but really, it was like, "Ooh, some more fucking land." To take. Yeah. Uh, he declared war and took a lot of the cities, including the major city of Edessa, where the inhabitants were sure that Jesus himself would come and defend them, but he didn't. Oh, because he's fucking dead. Well, Jesus is busy. Jesus is busy doing other yeah. things. And Jesus- he lives in your heart and there's so many hearts out there. He's busy. Yeah. Listen, it's it's like five hundred and ninety. Like Jesus isn't fucking coming back, guys. You've been living in war for six hundred years. It's mm-hmm. 2018. Jesus isn't coming back for you. Uh, so, yeah. So <laughs> peace, Maurice. Uh, Maurice is gone. He's dead. He's the first one to die. Well, he's definitely not the first one to die. By any means, he's the first one to die in our story. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the governor of North Africa named Heracles, which is not to be misconstrued with Hercules, which is so how I was reading it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, like, are you sure Hercules, it wasn't Hercules? The African Hercules? No, it's Heracles. Uh, Aren't like people in Northern Africa more like um, tan? Because like Egyptian, right? And, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Heracles launched a rebellion against the incompetent focus who clearly, I mean, that dude was an idiot. He was some dumb soldier that was like, I'm emperor now and I'm going to run this shit. Uh, so after a wide ranging campaign, Heracles and his son also named Heracles launched a naval attack against Constantinople, Constantinople. Constantinople. Constant. I keep wanting to say Constantine for some reason. Constantinople. Focus was quickly beheaded. Oh, sorry. Uh, Focus was quickly handed over to the younger Heracles. And Heracles was all like, boy, you sure were a great emperor, weren't you? To which Focus replied, "Uh, yeah, like you'll do any better. Mm -hmm. And then Focus was killed and Heracles became emperor. And now it's time to deal with those damn Persians. So, kill him. The new emperor Heracles comes in and tries pushing back the Persians, but the the Byzantines got their asses kicked. Yeah, had they not watched three hundred? Yeah, they were just like, come on, you don't like the fucking Persia was wrecking shit. Yeah. So the Persians advanced through Syria, sacking the city of Antioch, one of the biggest and wealthiest on earth at the time, and deported most of its population. The Persians kept marching west, and after reaching the sea, cut the Byzantine Empire. Sorry. It doesn't matter. Just keep switching Whatever. it back. I'm just going to keep saying Byzantine. Yeah. Like, Some people say complain. it that way. Yeah. Uh, so the Persians kept marching west, and reaching the sea, cut the Byzantine Empire in half, which was the only way to travel between uh, them and the Egypt or the Holy Land was by ship. So things weren't looking really good no. for uh, Heraclius at the time. And that's when things started to get uh, even worse because the Persians didn't fucking stop coming in. They were no. just pounding away because they had so many men. Uh, they moved to south and they laid siege to Jerusalem, taking it in the year 1614. According to the rumors, they were helped by local Jews and Christians who were hoping to regain their independence after centuries of Roman rule, Mm -hmm. uh, which was not like Christianity 
was kind of struggling at this point. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of people that uh, were sort of for it, and there were a lot of people that were against it. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of other little uh, religions sort of popping up all over the place that'll come into play later. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientology. <laughs> Scientology, definitely not yet. <laughs> um, so uh, they maybe 60,000. So they estimate that 60,000 people died in the fighting. Um, and then around 30,000 people were sent to Persia to be slaves. Uh, pretty much all the Christian churches were robbed and burned, uh, because Persians have a long standing hatred of Christianity, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Who doesn't have a long standing hatred of Christianity other than Christians. And even then they They also have a long standing hatred within themselves. So it only just makes sense. Um, among the treasures stolen were pieces of the true cross, which Christ was crucified on. Like they, they took the fucking cross. Mm-hmm. So things uh, start to go from bad to worse. And then it goes from worse to holy shit. We're, we're all about to die. Mm-hmm. Um, G, uh, so Egypt hadn't been a site of battles for like hundreds of years. Um, however, the Christian population there was still really divided with theological disputes causing major tension. And as a result, the folks in Egypt didn't resist very hard when the Persians arrived. Because they were just like, oh, hey, you're going to come in. You're going to, like, tell us how to do. All right, good. We're mm-hmm. not. Whatever. Just just come show us a better way. Um, so the loss of Egypt was a massive blow to the Byzantine Empire because it was a critical source for all their riches and grain. Mm-hmm. And pyramids. Yeah. Pyramid schemes. Yeah, well. The- <laughs> pyramid schemes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even their money. Ah. Uh, so it pretty much seemed to be over. It seemed like the Persians uh, were winning. Um, and Cosro uh, trolled Heracles uh, by sending him a, a letter that basically said that he was a worthless piece of shit and that no matter where he tried to hide, he'd get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really hard to argue against his confidence at the time because this dude was just like the Persians were just coming in and they were just wrecking shit. Yeah. With pure, like pure numbers, pure force. This is when, like, this is like, you stop right now and you watch 300 and then you see what they do. <laughs> yeah. Persians they will were fuck crazy. you up. Yeah. The, but I mean, the Spart- Spartans were pretty, they were pretty fucking, they were pretty good too. Um, so the Persians marched all the way to the capital city of Constantinople, mm-hmm. which now was being threatened by attack from sea and land as the Persians occupied most of what is now called Turkey and also took several key islands along the water. So mm-hmm. they were just like, um, now the, the capital city apparently had like really big, strong walls. Um, and so it was like, the city wasn't something that usually got attacked on, but when it did, it it held up mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, so now it's being hit uh, from all sides. And uh, not only that, but Persia was bigger and stronger than it had been since its glory days um, of Cyrus the Great almost a thousand years earlier. So like mm-hmm. Persia was like really in this heyday. Um, and Heracles felt like it was pretty much over that he was losing the war. Um, so him and his generals resigned to hand over the entire empire and, uh, should, they were going to go and try to make a go of it in like North Africa instead and just be like, Hey, you know what? Take this shit. Mm -hmm. We'll leave. Um, however, by a stroke of luck, the Persians ended up having to pull back, uh, a little bit because their resources began to be overstretched. 
And so that gave uh, Heracleus just a little bit of breathing room. Um, and then he decided, you know what? Well, we're going to let's just make a go mm-hmm. because if our our empire has been so great. Um, let's see. Let's see what we can do. So uh, the emperor uh, Heracleus, he's off. He's off uh, reorganizing his military. He's slashing pay to officials and calling on Christian men to step forward and defend the empire because for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like for listen, Jesus, we're all going to fucking die. The Persians are going to come in. They're going to wipe us out. They're going to kill you and your wife and your children. If you don't come and sign up for my army, mm-hmm. that's basically what they did. And they got a lot of people. So, the church steps in and they advance big loans to the government and pretty much scrap and pretty much like send every little piece of scrap of gold that they can. Mm-hmm. And it was all smelted down to use to either pay for a new army, but also to uh, create like weapons and the armor and stuff like that. So they basically build their army up from scratch with this like little tiny uh, time that they got with the Persians had to like back up. Uh, so they trained really hard, and even though their capital was constantly being threatened and war was like still waging on, um, they uh, advanced deep into occupied territory. After spotting a Persian ambush, the Byzantines pretended to retreat, uh, and then when the Persians broke cover to attack them, they turned and kicked the shit out of the Persians. Yeah. Uh, and this was the first solid victory against the, um, the Persians in the long and devastating war against the Persians. It was the first defeat that the Persians had. And it also started to become, this was also one of the first and it became a popular, uh, military tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. So Hercules, he gets his, his little Hercules, win. Hercules. Yeah. Heracleus gets his little win uh, just by an off chance. Like he was really, he was going to back out, but then he was always like, Hey, you know what? Let's just, let's, let's do an attempt. Mm -hmm. So after this really tiny defeat, because it realistically, like it was, uh, the Persians get super pissed and they go and recruit a group of nomadic warriors called the Avars. And they were located just beyond the Eastern borders of the Byzantine territories in Greece. So now they're like, okay, we're attacking you from the south and from the west we need to also get you from the east and the north so they're they're trying to then circle all the way around um the persians urged them attack which they gladly did because they were a bunch of like nomadic warriors all Mm -hmm. day everybody Mm -hmm. just was living a fight back in the day killing was all the rage um and they went and devastated a whole bunch of the byzantine territories uh with no options left uh, Heracleus uh, goes to the Avars and is like, hey, listen, stop attacking us. I'll pay you a bunch of money. You mm-hmm. want some money? I got money. I'll give it to you. Leave us alone. Or right. come join our army and fight the Persians. And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll take your gold. And uh, so they take the gold and they pull out back. And uh, then Heracleus is like, oh, hey, shit, like money works. Like, so then he goes to the Persians and he's just like, hey, we will give you all this gold if you just back the fuck up Mm -hmm. and just get away. And the Persians were like, fuck you. Yeah, because they're mad. Yeah. So Heracleus keeps on attacking. He takes a huge military gamble. Um, 
because despite the capital being threatened and knowing that his supply lines were vulnerable, he decides to march into Armenia and then turn south into Persia. So he's like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You don't want to take my gold. You don't want to take my, you know, my peace offering. I'll just go and invade your shit with my army. See how it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he was like riding his high from his little victory, which I mean... We're talking, it's sort of similar like to 300. You know what I mean? Like they had like 10,000 men. He had his little 300 and he was all just like, I'm going to take, I'm going to do what I can. And he still definitely dies, but he did the best he could. So with 30,000 men, it wasn't 300. It was 30,000 mm-hmm. men. Um, Heraclius uh, goes down to uh, invade into Persia. And has several victories along the way. He burns down a whole bunch of towns and cities he comes across. He even snuffs out the internal flame, which was uh, central to the Zoroastrian faith. Mm-hmm. So he even is just like, fuck your religion. Puts the flame out. Um, and that's why it's gone. Yeah, there were, yeah, pretty much. This, this and, some, and some other stuff that ends up happening. Because this is like early religion. Mm-hmm. You'll find out how early it is. Uh, so panicking, Cosros, um, who's like up there trying to take like the Byzantine Empire, uh, he sends three armies down, um, but in by miraculous effort, uh, Heraclius defeats all of them. Uh, he even shows so much courage and brilliance that the top Persian general expressed open ad- admiration for the guy, saying that Heraclius had no more fear of arrows than an anvil would. And um, were anvils very common back then? Yeah, I, like anvils falling on your head. Like why no, but of- it's sort of like it's the whole idea that like an arrow wouldn't do any damage to him. Like he, his skin is like an anvil. Okay. I mean, we're talking about a time that still believed that Hercules was, I mean, a real person. And Maybe he was. Was like Achilles was like dipped in the river sticks and became vulnerable. Anyways, uh, so now um, Cosgro was like freaking out. He had conquered an entire region and it was at the at his enemy gates, and yet his enemy was poised to target the heart of Persia. And uh, he wasn't really sure what to do, but he was like, you know what? I want to take this empire and this empire is bigger and it means more. And mm-hmm. like they can figure out their own shit. So instead of retreating back to Persia, Khosrow decides to double down. So Constantinople was renowned for the massive walls that protected it. As I mentioned earlier, um, the city had massive chains strung across the harbor to keep enemy fleets out. And even then... Uh, those surrounded the Byzantines still controlled the seas because mm-hmm. they had like a huge um, uh, fleet and stuff like that. They controlled the water. Khosrow uh, launched an all-out attack and even got the Avars in again to give it another go. So he went back and was like, "Hey, nomads, we'll pay you more. Come fight for us." Uh, he also went up to the north and got some Slavs to join in on the attack. Um, however, they were like really not so developed mm-hmm. in terms of things and uh, they couldn't coordinate properly. And so the walls like stayed up, nothing happened. They were like, Oh, this sucks. Uh, and so the, the Slavs and the Avars retreated and Khosrow's troop called up the attack, oddly exhausted. They had been 
there for fucking years upon yeah. years trying to like break down the walls of these buildings and they like they couldn't get in so his Cosro's troops leave so that persian uh general that like super loved uh heracleus yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Cosro finds out that he's praising the other guy and so he orders for him to be killed and uh some little scout uh intercepts the letter and decides hey you know what i'm gonna be a good soldier and he takes the letter over to the general so the general finds out that there's like a hit out yeah. for him uh so he becomes hella pissed and he's like you know what fuck this persian king and he didn't like so he didn't go and help heracleus like there there's no proof that he did that Mm -hmm. uh but he just pulled all of his men out of the fucking fighting and Uh, that really weakened the persian forces yeah um so meanwhile heracles had reached out to the kassars which is another nomadic people who lived in what is now the volga region of south russia Mm -hmm. and the kassars were an interesting folk who had a who had long been enemies of persia and uh they happily agreed to an alliance against Khosrow, and together they attacked from the south um and fun fact this was the first recorded attack of the use of a trebuchet a so a trebuchet which what is, is um a trebuchet is like a uh they have like a big cup here and then you put the ball there and then it it flings like a catapult like a catapult okay um yeah like a catapult but all right different more powerful probably i don't know when you think about like these walls were like super powerful like this is pre like catapults and stuff so that's why they weren't able to take the walls down like this was old old times so back in those days i mean it's not even back in those days it's still all the way up to like more even recent years uh armies traditionally stopped fighting in the winter times because it was winter and they couldn't fucking do anything Mm -hmm. people just usually had like a stalemate um heracleus however in one of another one of his crazy gambles decided nah i'm not gonna shut down for the winter i'm gonna march fucking south and i'm just gonna take the persians completely by surprise because they're not gonna expect anyone yeah they're not gonna expect yeah so finally at nineveh the old capital of astria uh in what is now northern iraq heracleus crushed the persian army finally Mm -hmm. uh and the persian commander allegedly challenged um so the persian commander allegedly challenged heracleus to single battle and heracleus uh beat him which that's sort of how they handled a lot of things. Now they would basically have like, you would send your best fighter. I would send my best fighter. Those two people would fight whoever won. I would then become the champion or you would become the champion. I feel like they did this in Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, they do it with a lot of things and I can sort On of TV, understand like, yeah. why kill 10,000 people when you can kill Just, one dude. Yeah. And then um, get it over with. Isn't this what happened in that movie, Troy? Yeah. They, they do it a lot. In they, every they movie. did it in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but just, that was like the defense of one's honor. Was it anywhere else? To let them Thrones? into the. Um, that was for Cersei. I don't know if there was it. No, no, I don't no, remember. No, no, no. Oh right no! One. It was Danny when she was at the gate, and then she sent her boyfriend and, and oh, the guy yeah. like peed on the ground or whatever. Yeah, 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 I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trial by ch- the trial by champion's death is that's something different. Oh, like yeah. that's like fight to the death yeah. but if i win then i don't get my uh that was such a shitty no way to die yeah. um 
so uh the one commander asks or challenges him and it was all just like and he loses and then two more persians come in and they're just like no we challenge you and he beats both of them too and so he's the mountain yeah persia crumbles um heracleus uh, goes in he loots Khosrow's palace and was super poised to conquer everything uh, but he knew his forces were still weak because he attacked in the winter time mm-hmm. so he offered generous peace terms to the persians um to Khosrow, uh who fucking refused um and then his troops overthrew him because like they were, were like, just. I didn't want to fight yeah, anymore. we've been in this war for over. For we've been in this particular ever. war for over a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, a lot not, of people not interested. have never not been in a war. Yeah, in their like, entire lives. So uh, the his troops um, overthrow him, and then his son uh, takes power and quickly accepts the peace deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Khosrow dies um, after being used as target practice by his archers. Uh, they were just sick of the fighting. They were just like, fuck this. The war was devastating. Um, by the time it ended in 628 uh, AD, it had lasted over 25 years. Oh, sorry. So this particular battle had only lasted 25 years, which is still an obscenely amount, long time. Um, both sides were shattered. So he, uh, Heracles attempted to force a brutal peace on the Persians, um, but instead returned the borders to where they were before the fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he squeezed a ton of money out of the Persians and of course got back, or he got back all the holy relics yeah. uh, that, they, that they had taken from Jerusalem. Uh, both sides settled down and got to work rebuilding their shattered empires because the war was over and it was just like, okay, let's fucking rebuild. Um, and before you think this is the end of our story, hell no, it is not. Well, everyone dies. Uh, because while the Persians and the Byzantines were out slugging it out for the one last time over in Arabia, uh, the prophet Muhammad was introducing a new religion called Islam. And by the time that he died in 1632, uh, the prophet Muhammad the process that would begun that would fuse the disparate tribes of Arabia into one single nation. And guess what they did next? They went into Persia. Yeah, they did. They went after Persia and after the Byzantines. Well, that's why Persia technically doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Uh, so the Arabs attacked uh, north around two routes, one in the western into the Byzantine territory of Syria mm-hmm. and the Holy Land, and the other up into the Persian land, which is now known as Iraq. So the Arabs were just like, hey, we're going to do this at the same yeah. fucking time. So they split off into a V. One goes up, one goes down. This is where they got like mm. the flying V for Mighty Ducks. Uh, I don't I don't <laughs> think so. They, I think they got the flying V from the actual ducks. Uh <laughs> So because neither empire uh, was in shape to offer any major resistance to like they weren't even able to help each other. They couldn't really put up a big war against like the uh, their Arabians coming in anyways. Um, And the Persians in particular were a fucking mess because they just got their ass handed to them after stretching themselves out like so thin. Mm hmm. Which, I mean, everybody's played Risk. We all know what that's like. Um, get really bored and then just throw all your pieces on the ground and walk away. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess that, that might have been what, what, what Casper did. Um, 
so uh blah 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 blah, blah. pardon me no. okay so first the arabs took syria mm-hmm. uh, heracles was still emperor but he was too sick to lead his troops in person um and they also had underestimated the arabs because i mean they weren't anything they weren't any yeah they weren't weren't even players yeah it was just like player three has joined the game and then player three came in and just fucking wrecked shit because it was they were so everyone was vulnerable all like the armies versus mario and luigi man throwing down those fucking barrels of oil yeah like and diddy comes and then it's that's game over oh yeah diddy diddy came in yeah um by the time the arabs uh had crossed into jerusalem um heracles had sent one of the most powerful armies over uh that they had assembled to just be like hey you know what we are not losing jerusalem again Mm -hmm. uh and it had a lot of heavy cavalry because they had just designed the trebuchets so there was a lot going on um heracles also forged an alliance with the persians to meet their mutual enemy together so the persians were like hey you know what yeah we'll send a couple Mm -hmm. in because I guess you've been a little nice to us and we don't want you to come back in and fuck up our shit. Plus yeah. if we help you, you'll help us. Maybe. Yeah. Um, however, the Persians were practically a failed state by this point. So their attack was weak and uncoordinated because yeah. they didn't really have much. They've been in war forever. Yeah, forever. They just lost and they yeah. have nothing left. Because at this point, this the war, like the actual rivalry between these two countries had been going on for, yeah. for 700 this years. This is actually risk. Yeah, yeah this is... This is actually risk. This is history, people. Yeah. You play um, risk and then you go after a certain area and you're like, you, an entire army gets fucked up, but you win. Someone yeah. attacks you, you're dead. Yeah. And yeah. You know, you you start off with 20 dudes and, and you, you fucking with- three roll that shit down to two and then you just one roll and you just yeah, keep going. And then guys. you're just... With your one and you don't want to quit. No. You can't... Can't yeah. quit. Nope. Can't back down. Nope. Got to take that land. Um, so in 636 AD, Heracles sent his army south, uh, meeting with the Arabs at Yarmouk in southern Syria. Unfortunately for him, the Arabs had actually scattered the terrain previously and situated themselves in a way that would put his army into a bad area of hills and ravines. Mm -hmm. So they like, you know, situated, you know what that means. I don't know why I needed to explain that to you. (laughs) In case I'm not sure what yeah. the word situated means. Yeah. Uh, uh, with no room to maneuver and no opportunity for tactical genius, uh, it basically just became a slug fest and the Arabs won because they just were like picking off yeah. the other guys uh, with the better ground. Uh, so the Byzantine army was officially shattered and uh, they retreated in disorder and soon after the arabs took jerusalem uh because nothing stood in their way they eventually moved on to egypt and north africa and uh they also took uh some other territories which is now called turkey they just fucking the arabs just went in and was like swoop and scoop why not it's after the persians now after the persians had come in and swooped and scooped and then got sent all the way back the arabs were just like hey you know what let's just go clean house yeah and everyone's already weekend yeah i mean it's so it's smart it really is smart but it's also like it's really fascinating timing that it Mm -hmm. all sort of happened at the same time because it really was like just like like they came out of nowhere um meanwhile the persians assembled uh, reassembled the best army that they could and they met uh the arabs in the fall of 636 uh, just a few months after 
the Battle of Yarmouk. Um, the battle began with a lot of personal duels, so they would just send in champions to duke it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually both armies got involved. I don't, they didn't really talk about like why, because I mean, the other fucking war was handled with just two dudes. But I think it was like the battles were probably like, no, that you're cheating. Yeah. Like best, just another best two guy. out of three. Best and two out of I three. Didn't, you cheated too yeah it was a horrible battle uh although it, it lasted only for five days and in the end the persians were defeated and now the path was clear for the arabs to conquer the entire persian empire mm-hmm. um both empires fought as hard as they could but they were just too weak and the arabs were too strong by the time heracleus died in 1641 the byzantine empire had lost syria the holy land and egypt the attackers kept going, sweeping along the Mediterranean coast, conquering North Africa, Sicily, and Spain. They later attacked France and were finally stopped at the Battle of Tours in north central France in 732 AD uh, by a Frankish. I didn't realize that France was called Frankish. Back by in the a, days? Yeah. By a Frankish army led by Charles Martel. They didn't like the name anymore. No. They wanted to be like. Frankly, Frankish. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, On the Persian side, meanwhile, the conquest was slow and bitter, but inevitable. And in 1650, uh, and by 1654, the Arabs controlled all of Persia and were only checked uh, into their eastern expansion when they hit China at the Battle of Talas in 751 AD. The Chinese lost, but the Arabs didn't pursue into China. Mm. They were just like, Hey, you know what? This seems good. Yeah. You guys built this wall. Actually, this is probably pre-China wall. Mm-hmm. Might be post. I don't know. Uh, they're probably like, hey, look at this wall. We'll just, we'll just stay over it. here. Look at this wall. Look at it. Uh, so the Byzantines and their Roman predecessors uh, had used sea power to dominate the Mediterranean Sea for hundreds of years. With them now gone, the Arabs built a fleet and scored a shocking victory. Um, in the Battle of Mass in 1650 or 654, which it really was shocking because like they had they had never been on boats. Well, I shouldn't say they'd never been on boats before, but they didn't have a f- army like a water army, mm-hmm. a water army. Yeah, wow. it, it sounds like Avatar. Yeah, they like they didn't army. have a fleet. They didn't have like a navy. A navy. That's perfect. yeah. <laughs> um, or anything like that. And like for centuries like uh the romans controlled all that for so for them to lose was like just embarrassing Mm -hmm. like to me it's just like that's just salt that's just salt on the wound um the arabs laid again siege uh on the castles um but the walls still had but the walls still held together and a miraculous storm came in and wiped out the Arabian army. Mm. Uh, so once again, this fucking Constantinople is like standing up with their, with their walls. Yeah. And after like siege upon siege upon siege, which is so cool. Um, so the Arabs had no choice but to retreat. And that's what they did. Uh, and then when they retreated, the Midwest. So by the time they retreated, the Mideast had been engulfed in war for over a century. Uh, the Byzantine emperor continued to stand for another 700 years, though um, it never returned to its previous size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it didn't fall uh, until 1453 um, when the Turkish people came in uh, with a new invention called cannons. And uh, 
then they broke down those Wait, fucking walls. If it's walls. 1453 and then the war was going on in 1632, how does that work? 732. Oh, 700. Writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Go on. That that's when um <laughs> sorry that's when like the like the the this our story started in 600. Yeah, 600. Um and then the, that war raged on for 50 years and then 700 years later yeah. was when uh the Byzantine Emperor finally fell. Yeah. Um but yeah, that is the story of our one of the stories of the end of a 700-year war between the Romans and the Persia when the Arabs came in and just wrecked house. <laughs> like 300. It's the only reference I have. <laughs> Why? Because of the Persians? Is that yeah, like your only, only Persian reason. reference? It's the only Persian reference. The Persian War. Yeah, that's it. That's the only one I could think of. Can you think of any other ones? No, but see, but for me, I don't think of the Persians when I think of 300 because I only think of Spartans. Oh. And I only think of Sparta. And then it just reminds me of everything with like, with all of that and my history with that and just how fucking badass those soldiers were because my God. All right, guys. Well, that is uh, our stories for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you're still alive next week to listen to us. Hope you're still alive next week uh, to listen to us. We love you. Yes, we love you. Or maybe one with listener too. We, we, we love our listeners. Our listeners are the best. Plural. Okay. <laughs> Let's Positive be hopeful. Thinking. Positive <laughs> thinking. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.